to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com thanks for tuning in sluts and scholars is a sex positive shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter while we love to give advice and resources please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy Hey, slutty scholars. Hope you are all doing okay with all the stuff that is going on around us. Just wanted to give you a little summary of the episode so you know what's in store for you today. This episode was recorded when I was in Vegas in January at the AVN Adult Entertainment Expo. There's been some pushback around an organization called Cupcake Girls because when they first got started, they had paired with a religious organization. So in this episode, I talk with the founder and CEO, Joy Hoover, about that conflict what Cupcake Girls do, and what resources they provide. I especially like this week because it talks a lot about self-care, which is something I personally really need right now with everything that's going on in our world. If you are one of the folks who are social distancing, please reach out and stay connected with folks and with yourself. We do have a Facebook group for sluts and scholars, fans, listeners, whatever. So feel free to contact me there or connect with other people who listen to the podcast. Also, there's a great discount code for one of our sponsors Dipsy that's in the middle of the episode, and it's a really great idea for things to do while you're social distancing. Now to the episode. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars, where we talk smart and fuck smarter, and I am sitting in an awesome hotel room at the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas for the Adult Video Expo through AVN, and I'm sitting here with Joy. Uh, Joy is the, uh, would you call yourself CEO and founder? Yes, ma'am. Of the Cupcake Girls. Um, so Sluts and Scholars found out about Cupcake Girls, I think, two years ago. Um, one of our past guests, Susie Q, invited us to come up to the Cupcake Girls suite and we were just like blown away by everything that there was to offer. Um, this year in the Cupcake Girl suite, they have yoga, hair and makeup, mental health stuff, food, relaxation rooms. What, what, what else is there? <laughs> it's like an, un- an ending, yeah. unending list. Yeah, we have remedies for different, like if you're not feeling a certain way, colds or like stomach or whatever, meditation, legal support, yeah, therapy, and pretty much cupcakes and coffee, of course, too. (laughs) So tell, I mean, for people who don't know, tell me a little bit about Cupcake Girls. Yeah, so we, as the Cupcake Girls, we are almost nine official years old. We started in February of 2011, providing holistic resources and support to folks in the adult industry, and aftercare to folks that have been sex trafficked. I want to talk about all the good and amazing things that you do, and as a therapist, I'm always like, let's talk about the difficult, let's just like dive into the difficult stuff. (laughs) Right. And so um, there has been some pushback um, and some barriers for you to cross to, I guess, get out there and have people come and use your resources. And I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit about um, what's been folks' concern around Cupcake Girls. Yeah, for sure. You know, obviously, being in the adult industry, there is so much stigma surrounding the industry, and that can provide a lack of trust for people that are not working in the adult industry or people that don't have um, a background in it, and that has been, you know, the initial pushback of, like, who is this chick? Uh And what do the Cupcake Girls really want? What's the agenda? All of that stuff. Um, And so we, when we started the Cupcake Girls, we were, we opened as a non 
non-religious, non-political 501c3. Um, and we just, but we didn't really know what we were doing. We just showed up trying to, you know, to do our best to provide support and resources, exactly what was needed. But there was that trust barrier immediately of like, you know, what do they have a real agenda? Is there something really behind the scenes? Yeah, Are I they mean, a what, rescue? What interested you in, in like the sex worker community? Yeah, so... I've always been super passionate about like what I consider marginalized communities, folks that maybe don't feel like they're accepted into mainstream or into certain spaces because of their career or race or sexual orientation. Um, and so for us, we uh, we worked with a few organizations uh, that were caring for sex workers and adult entertainers um, earlier on in 2010. Um, really just showing up, trying to give our best. I was doing hair and makeup. Um, the, the organizations that we uh, originally worked with did have a religious agenda. And so for us, you know, it was this, their idea was, well, we're non, we're non-judgmental and all that stuff, but it, it still seemed like there was an agenda behind because if you are a religious organization, there is an agenda, right? And so, um, so yeah, because I think we partnered in initially or worked with religious organizations in 2010 when we first moved here, mm-hmm. and then we actually decided like there's some things that and we don't align with. There's kind of this little bit of voyeuristic approach or a little bit of an agenda driven in some of the ways that um, those folks were caring for adult entertainers. And I don't know if it was malintended, but Mm -hmm. it didn't feel right to us. And so we, that's why we officially, um, in February of 2011, uh, filed for a non-religious, non-political nonprofit because we just wanted to really, our core value, number one, is love without agenda. And we didn't want anything standing in the way of how we could care for people. Why do you think people were so concerned about having a religious organization come in? You were saying, like... Yeah, they were I wary mean, of it. Yeah, we we it was it was funny because we had this GM of a strip club that came out and was like, you know, strip religion and this industry don't mix, um, you know. And she had said, she's like, you know, we've had people come in with tracks trying to hand out and save people. We've had people like buy lap dances and try to pray for people. We've had, you oh know, god, while they're getting awful. a lap dance, like proselytizing, literally so awful. Do you think like, they're like, Do you think they're like getting aroused and like say <laughs> God? They got like some I, religious fetish too. I literally cannot. You're right. <laughs> Because right? I do so, know people who are aroused by like faith-based yeah, fetish. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just think I understand it. I understand. I've we've heard over and over and over people in religious communities tell us we're going to hell. Tell us that we need to stop doing this. To ask us to be saved and that we're wrong and, and that they're wrong. And I hate that so much. And um, so I understand this. You know. Okay. What are they really? And let's make sure they're safe. Um, but it took quite a few years for us to really branch out and to really be uh, accepted and safe with the adult community. And we've, we understand and we've been willing to do the work and keep showing up with cupcakes and keep putting it out there. And if there's verbiage that feels off or still feels maybe more of the rescue side or a lot of our stuff was about love without agenda and all of that stuff. And some, sometimes that put other folks off. 
Um, so we've really just tried to listen to the industry and really continue. One of our other core values is we invite innovation. So we're continuously shifting and growing and expanding and, and bringing in. We have an industry advisory board that actually advises us on things that we can do better for the adult industry. So we're continuing to really uh, grow and make sure that people trust us and that we're doing the very best that we can to provide the most services in a safe and inclusive way for everyone. Yeah, I think there's this adage of that I really like of nothing about us without us. Yes. Um, and there are so many, whether it's organizations or therapy practices or research things where, where folks are well-meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, what I do, I'm like, I love you know, working with and serving sex workers and um, having them in my office and as clients and, and, uh, you know, on the podcast. And I'm sex work adjacent, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not part of it. And so including people in that dialogue who are part of the community, I do think makes it less like, oh, we're like preaching at you or like trying to save you. Yeah. Or we're just... Like, even if, again, we have no religious agenda, but even if it's, oh, we're here to help you, right? And so that's been the most beautiful thing over the last few years is we have, you know, we have people on our advisory board that are in the industry. We have people that have experienced all spectrums of the industry as interns, as board members, as uh, as staff and team members. And um, and so we're really continuing to grow and learn and expand to make sure, again, that, yeah, as me being sex work adjacent, as someone who hasn't had industry experience myself, that I'm continuing to show up and learn yeah. um, how to be the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like Cupcake Girls is so popular now like when I was in the suite it was like (laughs) full and popping and it does seem like there are still some people who like maybe doubt that change in in mission sure why do you think it's hard for folks to maybe accept that you as an organization have like grown and learned and are you know really trying to authentically be there yeah I think possibly from maybe their own hurts or experiences of other people that it's just hard to trust and yeah um, and I would add, anyone who is listening to this if you if you have had heard of a bad experience with cupcake girls or if you've seen an article or something that uh, you know I personally have said or something that's happened I would just really encourage you to reach out you know I've sat with hundreds of adult performers as they've asked me questions and as as they've asked me to clear up stances on things or Mm -hmm. what you know what that meant when I said that or even apologize at times you know I think one of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou and it's when you uh you do what you know and then when you know better do better and I acknowledge that like I haven't done everything right I've said things you know that maybe has felt um, patronizing or, or disrespectful to folks in the community mm-hmm. with good intentions, but that's still not okay. And yeah. so if there are things that you've heard about Cupcake Girls or heard about me personally, I would love, love, love to connect with you and clear that up and hopefully build a relationship. And that's really what's been powerful is there's been a lot of folks that, you know, people that have done a petition against us or people that have been really frustrated with some of you know, the the things that they've heard about us. It's typically not people with a specific interaction with us. It's more, I heard this or I saw this. Mm -hmm. And so what's been beautiful is like, I feel like our team's been reached out immediately saying, we'd love to set up a meeting. We'd love to discuss that with you. And we've been able to help. And sometimes people don't want to 
meet or discuss or maybe Absolutely. change their viewpoint. Absolutely. But when if they do and they want to change their viewpoint, we've all we're always willing to sit with people and discuss. And what's cool is a lot of that has turned around where we've been able to provide resources to folks that maybe at one point didn't agree with some of our stuff, but now are big advocates because we've been able to support them in a time of need or a time of excitement or whatever. And and so it's been really cool to grow together. I mean, you obviously put so much love and time and energy into this. Like, how do you, I don't know, how do you stay positive when you do get that pushback from people? Yeah. And stay open to, you know, to that kind of communication. Yeah. I mean, literally what keeps us going, it's been 10 years, right? This is my 11th AVN show. And I would absolutely not be here still if I didn't give a shit. Like, Mm -hmm. but the clients that we've been able to navigate difficulties, to show up with during really dark times, to literally at times, like we've had clients that literally have called and they're like, I have a gun to my head right now. Um, and we've been able to literally immediately get them out of that situation, get them a TPO restraining order, help them. So for me, that is what I hold on to. I hold mm-hmm. on to, I know what we're doing is incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. And I know the services we are providing are important. And so I'm willing to do the hard work to keep showing up, to keep you know, in, encouraging people to have hard conversations, to keep um, changing some of whatever we need to do to keep being the best that we can. Yeah. Um, and, and if folks, you know, don't want to have those conversations or don't want to shift those perspectives about us, I understand, but I'm not also going to allow that to stop us from, you know, the work that we're doing. We had over 8,000 client contacts last year in 2019 and 550 clients that had one-on-one case management services Mm -hmm. from our team. Yeah, let's talk about the services that that you provide. So Mm -hmm. obviously at AVN, it's like a full holistic like relaxation opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me more about the services like after AVN. Yeah, so you know, cupcakes are literally, we got our name from, we were walking in with cupcakes to connect with people and they were like, our cupcake girls. And saying what? Just like, here's some cupcakes, we love you. Literally just like, hey, we respect you as a human being. Here's a cupcake. If you ever need anything, let us know. And then we didn't really have a lot of resources initially, but we started hearing, hey, I really need dental. I need a bank account where someone's not going to judge me or shut it down. I need a doctor. I need therapy. No, they're like, thank you. This is tasty, but like, could really use some legal services. Yes, seriously. So we start like we had our first call in 2011 where a client needed a dentist. She had an abscess in her mouth and she was going to the ER for the pain. Mm -hmm. So I just called 20 dentists in Las Vegas and was like, who can help this individual in our community? Yeah. And that's really how it's And was it because maybe she couldn't afford or she wasn't finding someone who was sex worker friendly or I guess both? Yeah, it can be a, a variety of reasons. It can be maybe transportation can be an issue. It can be affordability. It can be again safe space where people are not going to judge um but yeah we now have literally 300 community partners we have referral partners that are again safe and inclusive everyone's vetted and make sure that they treat our clients with respect Um, and then we also have in-house partners that actually come right into our space Mm -hmm. that our clients can come in for to meet with a dietitian, to meet with a life coach or a therapist, to get their hair done for an interview or, um, you know, the list goes on really of the services that we provide and 
almost all of it is pr completely pro bono and free or very deeply discounted. So it's mostly like, ref uh, so it starts maybe as like a referral basis. Mm -hmm. um, and then does it provide like financial support or is it mm -hmm. more just like getting people set up with who they need to be talking to? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say I call in and, and I'm like, I need some help with a few things. Yeah. Like what does the intake What's process, process? kind of look like? Yeah. So we'll have, we have client advocates. Um, we have one uh, therapist and direct care manager in each city in Las Vegas and Portland. Mm -hmm. And they oversee um, about 30 client advocates that are all volunteer, that are trauma. They do an, uh, we have an 18 hour trauma informed training. They all go through and they all commit to a certain amount of volunteer hours per week to make sure that they're caring for our clients really well. Um, when a client reaches out either through phone or our support requests online or through um, Instagram or Twitter, um, they immediately get an email saying, we'd love to connect with you. They're connected with a client advocate to set up a meeting to go through an intake form. So it's sort of like a volunteer social worker. Yeah, almost. absolutely. Yep. Case management. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're yeah. like, what do you need? Yep. Here's mm -hmm. what we can provide. Yep. And then there, yeah. And then there's a whole list of things. And, and we have that in the back of our resource card. If they're looking for nutrition or legal, if they're looking for help with their kids, if they're looking for mental health, or if we even have tattoo removal, we have, you know, there's seriously so much stuff. Um, oral surgery for like, we've had, you know, more of that dentist stuff or even more severe um, dental needs. Um, and, you know, the list goes on really. But yeah, they get to meet one-on-one -on -one with the client advocate. And if they just call and say, hey, I actually really just need a dentist, mm -hmm. then they work with that client advocate to make an appointment at our, our dentist referral. And they can go to that appointment. If they need transportation, we can give, we give bus passes or we can send them in an Uber. Um, and uh, if they can't afford mm -hmm. some of the services. Yeah, most, like I said, most of the services we provide are completely free through our referral partners and in-house services last year um, we were able to give a completely free over a million 1.1 million dollars in services wow and yep. is most of this sponsorship or is it mm -hmm. working with partnerships who are willing to do pro bono work it's both Yep. Yeah. Well, so when we make a partnership, say with like our dentist, mm -hmm. we will say, okay, what can you, how many clients can you see a month completely pro bono? And then what other options can you give us? So we'll make a deal with that specific person, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, uh, you know, um, a nutrition coach, all of that. They, we make a deal with them of what they're willing to provide. And then our advocates know, okay, we have this available this month for someone. And if we don't have it available, if someone calls and says, I really need this, We'll tr try to figure out a way still to connect with them. And has it been tough to find people who are, I guess, both accepting for sex workers, but also sex worker informed? Yeah. Shockingly, no. Because, you know... Because well, it's Vegas or... <laughs> maybe. I mean, I think, I think you know, because of the way we show up with them, we'll typically meet people like at a networking event or like it's it's someone that's like our specific dentist uh, or who's our like therapist. Already, yeah, like they maybe know about it up. a little bit. And then we meet with them again and discuss more. But sometimes they're like, oh, really? You know, like... I didn't realize a lot of people, you know, I thought, you know, everyone in the adult industry makes so much money. Why would they need help? You know, some absolutely we get that. And then we can just discuss, you know, some of the maybe misconceptions around the industry. How do you answer that question? Like, oh, it seems like porn performers make so much money. It's such mm -hmm. a huge, like, you know, mm -hmm. multi-billion dollar industry. Right. Like, yeah. How do you answer that? So I always, I answer with, you know, there are literally hundreds of thousands of performers and none of us know where the performers are at on the spectrum of 
how much money they're making or what they're needing in their life. And so that's not for us to judge. What our goal is, is to create safe spaces to make sure people have access to the resources they need. I don't want to speak for all the sex workers, but some of the folks that I've talked to around financial stuff who maybe seem like they're making a lot from shoots is um, there hadn't been a lot of resources to like teach people how to manage their money. Mm -hmm. And now with different laws and SESTA and FOSTA, like a lot of people can't even invest or use bank accounts. And Mm -hmm. so there's, there are limitations. And especially if someone's getting into the industry, you know, 18, 19, um, maybe they haven't learned I mean, I'm 28 and I'm still learning like how to mm-hmm. finance my yeah. money. And so they haven't learned how to do it. And then they start making like a big amount of money mm-hmm. and not knowing how to manage it, not having the resources, not having a way to trust bank institutions to like handle their money ethically and safely. Mm-hmm. Um, you can lose it really quickly. Right. For sure. One of the top resources we offer is financial planning. So we have completely free financial advisors that will help budgeting, that will help with it, even to like refer to investing or other things. Um, And then we actually have two banks in one in Las Vegas, one in Portland that we work with that are, again, are safe, safe banks that do provide different classes um, and are absolutely non-judgmental. It's interesting because we Cupcake Girls banks with a large bank. Um, and we right now are in the hot seat. Yeah, I got a call yesterday. They're like, we're going to close your bank account because they're like reassessing our mission statement that we work with adult entertainers. I'm like, I was. Well, yeah, because people can be, are, are liable now mm-hmm, with the new mm-hmm, laws and mm-hmm. they're, they're scared. Yeah. Super frustrating though. And every time we get that, we, we get pushback as the Cupcake Girls on a lot of the things our clients do. And every time that happens, it just lights another fire under my ass. I'm like, if we're getting this, imagine a client in trauma or a client who's having a hard time and then goes to the bank and then trying to just like deposit money and they're like, oh, we're shutting your bank account down. Yeah, it's not okay. You can't get access to your money. Exactly. I mean, it's extremely, extremely stressful. So So how do you find all the volunteers and how do you compensate yourself and and their time yeah so we have um right now i think between portland vegas and then we have some uh, volunteers in other states but four other states as well um we have close to 200 volunteers and um it's a pretty lengthy process to volunteer with us you have to fill out an application you have to do a background check you You have have to to go through training training. yep and we really you know it's important to us that everyone is who's representing the cupcake girls is representing us exactly who we are what kinds of qualities are you looking for yeah i mean our core values again we love that agenda we engage with humility we invite innovation um, we act with integrity um one of our another one is actually we pursue holistic balance we want to make sure people are physically and emotionally taking care of themselves so that they can do well and take show up well for other people and take care of our clients well so we're looking for people that really align with our core values and that they are truly non-judgmental that they are a safe place that they can check their biases at the door and really continue to learn we talk a lot about this idea, um, there's a quote I love that um, compassion um, is not a relationship between uh, the the wounded and the healer. It's a covenant between equals. And so it's this idea that we're all equals. We're all humans that can, can that need support and can give support at different times in our lives. And, and so that's really what we're looking for. 
Ooh, I like that quote. Where is that from? Greg Boyle. He actually, um, maybe you know him. He's he actually founded um, Tattoos on the Heart. It's the number one gang intervention program in it's out of LA. No, I'm not familiar um, with it. He's amazing. What did, really are you familiar him. with the organization? What do they do? Yeah, so they they actually have um, a, a bread. They make bread, um, and they have a whole. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm not sure what they're. It's tattoos on the heart, but I'm not sure what they're. Oh, Homeboy Industries. Sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. I have you heard of Homeboy Industries. Yeah. So Homeboy Industries and they provide is the jobs for people who yep. are you know have mm-hmm. just gotten out of incarceration yep. and help them get reintegrated out of gangs. All that stuff. They have tattoo removal for folks. They have a whole like gamut of holistic services, and it's again at a very equality based respect. Um, no, not rescue at all an organization. So, so how's the convention been going so far this year? Like, what's been the response to um, the suite? Hey, slutty scholars, hope you're holding up okay with all of this craziness going on around us. A quick discount word from our sponsors at Dipsy. Dipsy is a great resource to use during this time, especially during social distancing. And for listeners of the show, they are offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S and S. I know it can get lonely, disconnected, and anxiety-provoking with everything that's going on with COVID-19. So try it out, Dipsy. It's an audio app full of short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. They're great for solo or partnered time and can be a fresh way to unlock new confidence or heighten intimacy with yourself or a partner. Again, for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S and S. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash S-A-N-D-S. Dipsystories.com slash S and S. Remember, the more you support our advertisers, the more you support the podcast. So I hope you enjoy and hope that it makes this social distancing time a little easier. Now back to the episode. It's been seriously incredible. Like every time we've had... Our hours, like we, as soon as we open, so Wednesday night was our soft opening. You're open at 10 till 8. Yes, or 10 to 6 10 today. 10 to 6. Yep. And then 9 to 7 tomorrow. But yeah, on Wednesday night when we had our soft opening, we literally had a line of 25 people out the door through the hall. Wow. Waiting to get in. And this morning, it was the same thing. So it's really awesome that the word is spreading about the suite. We have many vids as our sponsor this year, and they are just absolutely incredible. They've been spreading the word. Um, we have Romy Rain, who's been spreading the word again, too, and, and experiencing some of the services so she can tell other performers to come. And just more advocates. Over the years, Ella Darling's been like an amazing advocate for us. We love and, Ella Darling. Uh, she's literally the best. Um yeah, and so she's she actually has been someone that for the last eight years has become just such a dear friend and has been such an advocate for the Cupcake Girls, but also someone I constantly am like running stuff by is like, how does this sound or what would you do or she'll give feedback on things. And that's been really invaluable for us as well. That's amazing. Um, what's next? <laughs> what isn't next <laughs> well i remember you, so yesterday we were talking about how we're both potentially um like overachievers who are always like need to do more need yeah. to do more need yeah. to do more work need to do it better um so i don't want you to feel like what you're doing isn't enough by asking this question <laughs> right? maybe i'm saying that for myself yeah. there's yeah. a little self-therapy right um but what what are you where are you expanding like what's what's next for cupcake girls yeah so you know we're obviously have locations in portland oregon and in las vegas and one of the things you mentioned I just want to briefly 
touch on it is, you know, how are we funded? How are we supported? So we actually have a really small staff. We only have nine staff members for two cities. Um, and everyone else is volunteer. We're a hundred, we have zero government funding. We do not accept government funding if there's ties to it. So there's supposedly like human trafficking money and all of this stuff that's out there. Um, but because we do not make any of our clients report anything to the police, if they come to us and they just want to share their story and just get support, we at, we have no requirement so for that. So if you took government funding, you might have requirements we would have to be to. like reportable for exactly. things. Exactly. Correct. Oh, yep. Interesting. Yep. So all of our funding is actually raised. We do fundraisers. We have a monthly donors. We'll have even folks in the industry will donate their birthday or we'll do Wait, different really things quick, what kinds of things would you have to report if you were government funded? they would have to report who their trafficker is interesting mm-hmm. which can be dangerous for, sure. for some people for sure and, and just remember what we're you know we're talking about consensual sex work with most of this stuff right. but obviously there are people who are in non-consensual situations or came from non-consensual situations and now are consensual mm-hmm. listen to all of our other episodes for more you know mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of discussion on that. Right. Well, and and just to be clear, too, I really want to clear this up if anyone doesn't know this about Cupcake Girls. But we do believe that sex work is work. And we absolutely know that there's a difference between sex work and sex trafficking. And we do not mix those two. We know that there's basically three. When clients come to us, they come to us typically in three different scenarios. One, they're choosing the work. They're, it's all consent-based. And they're feeling like they want to be doing it. They're empowered yeah, by which it. Which doesn't mean you love your job all the time. Because nope. sometimes jobs suck. Right. Absolutely. And that's two. Two, sometimes it's circumstance or survival sex work, right? Depending on, and again, sometimes that is the best thing for them in their circumstance. And so we're, we can be very harm reduction in that way. So whether we're, they're really, you know, they're doing street-based sex work and they're having a lot of trauma or something, we can we work in the brothels too with the, the clients there so we can refer them. Um, but then we do know and we do work with clients that have been sex trafficked that are not doing this work with consent and are not making the income that they're, um, that they're making. They're giving mm-hmm. it to someone else. And so we... We again, we're not here to make that choice for someone. If some, we let people self-identify where they're at on that spectrum, and we help provide services on all spectrums, making sure that everyone's treated with respect. So you've only got nine people full time. Yes, not they're not. Those aren't even all full time. Ah, we but nine, people, only have nine four, people on staff yes, who aren't yep, volunteers. Yep, four full time staff members, five part time. <laughs> And then the rest of our, our volunteers or our partners that provide the services and all of us are fundraisers. So we all raise money at different times of the year doing different things to make sure the community is involved. And then really just love being able to provide, be provided with um, ad- adult community support, making sure that, um, you know, we really believe that the adult industry needs to support the performers. So if they're being able to donate for stuff like this, for our AVN suite, like many vids is this year, we've had um, different groups as well support us over the years from I Want Clips to Cam 4, uh, Forbidden Fruit Films, and a few others. But we're also, we always are looking for mainstream support too. We have, we get support from Lululemon. We get support from, you know, just individuals in our community that really care to make sure people have resources. Has it been harder to get from mainstream folks? I mean, it's hard to get from anyone. From anyone, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I hate fundraising. Yeah. But, I mean, for us, again, I don't beg people for money. I acknowledge what our mission is. And, and people And people that align with our mission give. And I really, like, we have 
lost funding multiple times. We actually just lost a funder last week who just didn't feel like they aligned with the way that we were going more progressive um, and the fact that we're at AVN and all of that stuff. And so I just like I met with them just to get answers. But I looked at them and I said, I'm not here to change your mind. If you don't feel you align with our mission or the impact we're having, then maybe you don't want then, anyway. Yeah, we're not the right partnership. But I do want you to know what we are doing and the impact we're having. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just keeping it transparent. Yeah. Absolutely. But we we literally are funded by people that give $5 a month. People that can give, you know, we we don't have a huge, huge budget and we do a lot with a little. Like I said, we between our partners and cash that we raise to give grants out because you had mentioned that we we pay people's rent as needed. I mean, we have like a form if someone's going through a financial hardship or a specific crisis, we have a financial grant program they can apply for and then we can pay a bill, pay rent, or we can get diapers and food for them and their kids or we can um, move them or different things like that I mean that's a lot of cash flow I imagine it's a constant hustle yes absolutely (laughs) and we and that I mean we're continuing to build that program we can't help every single person that needs those services yeah but for us we have a you know we have kind of an application process and we do everything we can to make sure that people are safe and have access to what they need you mentioned earlier about having some in-house people yeah um how are you expanding that I yeah, know you, I know in our private conversations, you were telling me about some cool, new, exciting news about a Vegas yeah. building. Yeah, so we're super excited. We just we just worked with um, an investor and um, again some of our fundraisers to buy a building in the Arts District of downtown Las Vegas. Um, it's a phenomenal location, and we're actually building what we're calling Local for All. It's a holistic resource center and social enterprise business space. So on one side of the space, we will have all of our inclusive partners in there. We'll have trauma-informed yoga space. We'll have doctor. We'll have medical. We'll have legal. We'll have tax and financial and all the resources, even tattoo removal, that we can offer in that space. And I'm guessing um, they can't be there all the time. So right. is it, would it be like office hours or mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. can make an appointment? Yep. Similar to what we're doing now with our clients, but it's all in one safe and inclusive space. It's really close to regional transit so that every people can take the bus if they need to. Um, and really it's our goal because right now a lot of our partners are kind of all around the city. And so it can be really difficult for someone in crisis or someone that maybe is just learning to trust us. And they're like, well, now I have to go to all these other places. And so we're, right. we were seeing that be a major barrier for our clients and so to it's getting been, to getting help even if they had a, a list of great people yes like to, yes. to go mm-hmm. to have the mm-hmm. money to go there to feel comfortable with a new person yep yeah since 2011 I literally have paper that this was a dream of ours to have a resource center congratulations so we've been, thank you so much it's been such a long journey of getting here but on the other side we're actually going to have a social impact food hall and and different business space and what that is is basically every you can get coffee or cupcakes you can get a food like different yeah, gotta maintain the brand cupcakes. yeah <laughs> different food concepts um but the idea is when you're going through that number one it's a safe and inclusive space we're doing different things with like ADA regulations and also just making everything that we're doing, putting a lot of thought into whoever you are in our community that you feel like you're included. Um, our slogan is you belong here. Um, and so the the dollars and the rents from that space will actually go back to the Cupcake Girls or other nonprofits in our community that we partner with to make sure that we can keep giving the resources in a really sustainable way. 
That's amazing. <laughs> How are you. you feeling about finally launching this? I literally, I still can't believe it's true. I mean, we're in the process with permitting and getting a whole bunch of construction, and so it won't be officially open till fall 2020. Um, but that's, I mean, that's soon. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a, it's totally a dream come true, and it's such a gift to our community. So we we are super excited, and we're also like constantly like okay what's next we're on edge working with the city of las vegas working with our you know our construction people our funders and all of that to make sure that this can come alive it sounds like it's just difficult for some people i guess to accept and be open to the idea that maybe there are folks out there who want to contribute this amount of like work and energy and labor without um having some other intentions Mm -hmm. or without like wanting to get something out of it yeah what do you want people to know about why this is so important to you. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, love is the most powerful force in the world. But love with with an agenda of any kind to me is not love. In fact, it can feel sometimes like violence. It can feel if people are saying, oh, I want to help, but I need this, this, and this. um, It doesn't feel good. And I've felt that myself. I have my own experiences with trauma or with people in religious, the religious community or other communities that have judged me or that have, you know, done things that has been really hurtful. So a lot of what we've been building the last 10 years are things that we've needed in our lives, are things that my husband and I are extremely passionate about inclusivity and making everyone feel valued. You know, we were just talking about the the amazing housekeeper that came in. And one of the things that I want to do to humanize people is ask their name, shake their hand, thank them. Um, and it's just little things that can create that change in the world. And so my hope would be that can people continuing to give me a chance. Let's all give each other a chance. We talk about one, oh, I forgot our sixth core value is we communicate courageously. And in a huge group of 200 people, a lot of women involved in this organization, although we do have uh, men and trans individuals that um, – volunteer with us and that we serve as well so even though the cupcake girls was given to us by our clients as our our name for the organization we serve all folks and everyone is welcome um but for us we just truly do believe that everyone is equal but we really want to communicate courageously for us is that we assume positive intent that we have this belief that everyone's doing their best and that they're trying their hardest but that we're not doing cancel culture or call out culture with people, but we're having courageous conversations of, hey, that you said that and it made me feel this way. And there's still things that we're learning all the time as we continue to get a very diverse group of people. How, you know, we always ask people's pronouns. We talk a lot. We have very diverse race um, within our organization. We talk about different things that could affect people differently. Mm-hmm. And we're still always learning about that. But I feel like as a community and culture, if we continue to call out or cancel people, if they do one thing wrong, we all make mistakes. And so we need to have more grace for each other. We need to truly be able to communicate courageously, to dialogue. How did that make me feel? Yeah, Um, I think we're transitioning to a space of uh, what people would call, or what uh, my uh, Simone would call, uh, call in culture. Yes. um, Of like calling people into the conversation, but also this idea of like restorative justice of like when somebody fucks up, um, how do they re-enter back? Sort of what what is needed from them yeah. to to regain trust to show mm-hmm. that they're they're working on themselves. Um, but I, yeah, I think we still do live in a in a cancel type culture where um, 
people don't forget. And even if they like just heard it via social media, um, you know, people get villainized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, that's tough because I've definitely been guilty of feeling that way and writing people off. Right. But then I'm also like on the therapist side, I see people who have been impacted by that, who are um, who maybe were the bullies or were the sex offenders. And mm-hmm. then I see the victims and survivors of that. So I've had to figure out a way to like find empathy for both. Mm-hmm. Um but some people call that like being an apologist and I, I don't know, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we just, if we start with assuming positive intent and, and again, I, there's an idea of emotional labor, right? Like should the black community be telling us how to, telling white people how to treat them? Should the sex worker community be telling people that aren't in the sex worker community how to treat them? Like, yes, it's emotional labor. And, but we as allies need you to teach us and then we will carry it. Like that's, we, I talk about that all the time. I will be the best fucking advocate for the LGBTQ community, for the black community, for the sex worker community. Like I, deeply deeply care and want everyone to be included in the conversation and to be out of the margins and Mm. all of us together but i can't do that if you cancel me for something shitty that i say and then just walk away like please have a conversation with me please help me learn more and i will promise to do better every time i will promise to do it well thank you so much for coming and and having this convo sure i'm so happy i'm so happy to connect yeah we've been trying to like plan this for like two years so i'm glad we yeah i'm glad we fucking did it Mm -hmm. um is there anything else do you want to add that we didn't cover i don't think so but if you want to um oh we started my husband and i started a podcast actually on september 3rd it's called humans who give a shit and that's really what we consider ourselves um ella darling who's phenomenal she at one point at an avn suite maybe like six years ago um she was being interviewed about the suite and one thing she actually said was they just give a shit and it means so much to have someone give a shit and so she was kind of like like our inspiration for the name. She was our she was our second guest or well our first guest actually on the podcast. Um and so we'd love to connect with you there and get to know us a little bit. Our story is on there. We have 10 we have just an 11th episode came out uh, yesterday. But really if you want to get to know who we really are um or who I really am as a, a CEO and founder of the Cupcake Girls or who the Cupcake Girls are, that would be a great place for you to start um to learn and if you ever need support or resources if you are in the adult industry, if you are the highest earning performer or a brand new day one, please know that you are safe and included in the services we provide. We'd love to reach out. You can reach out on our website, thecupcakegirls.org slash get support. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at cupcakegirls.org. And, and is there a donate tab on that website for people yes. who want to give you money? Absolutely. There's a donate now link. And again, we're supported by individuals that give a shit about what we're doing. If you want to donate your birthday through Facebook or if you want to do a fundraiser with us, we're always looking for folks or volunteer with us. We're always looking for folks to continue giving back to make um, our services available to everyone that reaches out. And we can only do that through incredible supporters. Also, if you're a partner, if you are a therapist or a dentist or you have other services that you like to provide taxes or um, you're great with children or, you know, dietitian or whatever. Literally anything a literally human would anything. need. Yeah. And then you want to give your services um, discounted or pro bono and you're a safe and inclusive sex work positive uh, person, please reach out as well. We'd love to partner with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining. And if you want to support what Sluts and Scholars is doing, again, we're on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. You can email with your questions, wonderings, uh, if you need resources at slutsandscholars at gmail.com.